Okay, so the word that I have for you today is about the blood of Jesus and how it's brought our redemption and that we are now righteous by faith in this blood. Okay, so uh, the blood of Jesus is the forgiveness of sins. Okay, so without the blood of Jesus, there is no true forgiveness of sins. Um, the blood washes our conscience clean. Okay, so in the Old Testament, there needed to be sacrifices. So if we go to Hebrews, now Hebrews is really an awesome book um, to read about this. Uh, there's a lot of where just about the, the Old uh, Covenant, the New Testament, the tabernacle, um, and then how we, how Jesus is our great high priest. He went into the heavenly realities of the Holy of Holies and shed his blood um, on the mercy seat. So if we look here, Hebrews 9. Verse 11, it says, But when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood thus obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. Because in the Old Testament, they did have sacrifices. So whenever someone sinned, uh, a sacrifice needed to be brought. And there were, were like these yearly sacrifices and uh, basically blood needed to be shed. Okay, so then it's so the the blood only made them outwardly clean. Okay, but now it says here, how much more then will this will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death? Okay, I just want to see here. Um, the note says from useless rituals. Okay, so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from sins, from the sins committed under uh, the first covenant. Okay, so the blood of Jesus is what washed us and gave us this new testament. So when Jesus uh broke bread with the disciples you know just before he was crucified he says take eat this is my body which was bro is broken for you okay so he gave them the bread and then he gave them a wi the wine and he said um this is the my blood the blood of the new testament that is shed for you so the blood is what bought us um from darkness and from the influence of the law into and placed us in Christ. Okay, so um, we as Gentiles were never part of the physical agreement that God had with Israel. The Ten Commandments, the other six, well, the total, like I think it's like 613 laws that they needed to keep. So we were never part of that. So we cannot mix that uh, with, with Christianity. We need to approach 
it's according to how, you know, if you look at how the apostles presented it, and even if you look, God gave a promise to Abraham and said, through your seed, meaning one seed, which was Jesus, all the, um, all, all the nations will be blessed. Okay? And, and so the, that seed was Jesus Christ. And so when we believe in Jesus, we partake of that promise and not according to the law. But then part of, one of, you know, part of Abraham's promises was that God would make a covenant with his people 430 years later. And there's this whole thing. But after, after God gave the initial promise, which said, by your seed, all the nations shall be blessed. Okay, so, um, and that also Jesus fulfilled by completely paying with his blood to satisfy the demand of the law. Now, the law was a codification of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, so the law and the tree, we all participated in the fall of man and uh, because Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we were born with an Adam nature. And if you look at John 3, Jesus says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Okay, so you, you get born not out of Adam, but of, from above. And you are placed in Christ. You're born of God now. So you receive a complete new identity, but you must believe in order to receive this. Okay, so um, if you look at Hebrews 9 verse 18, it says, that is why even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people, he took the blood of calves together with scar uh, water, scarlet wool, and branches of hyssop, that usually speaks about cleansing, and sprinkled the scroll and all the people. He said, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you to keep. Okay, so they received the covenant and it came with blood. Okay, in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle and everything used in its ceremonies. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Okay, so that is what the law required. The law required blood and for everything to be cleansed with blood, almost everything. Okay? And um, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So you see, when we speak of God's forgiveness, it's not just God excusing our sins. He paid for it. So the sins was punished. But it, instead of us receiving it, Jesus received it. And there, therefore, we have forgiveness extended to us. Okay, so verse 23. It was necessary then... For the copies of the heavenly things to be purified by these, with these sacrifices. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Because so there was the natural tabernacle where the high priest went into the Holy of Holies behind the veil. Once a year brought a sacrifice, brought, brought the blood of the sacrifice. But Jesus went, um, this verse 24, for Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one he entered heaven itself now now to appear to us for us in god's presence okay so nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again the way the high priest enters the most holy place each year with blood that is not his own okay so the high priest needed to go in every year and bring a new sacrifice but jesus brought one 
sacrifice. You see verse 26, Otherwise Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world, but he has appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. So how do we get free from sin? The blood of Jesus. Okay, so uh, Romans 6 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, you are under grace. Okay? So, um, so Christ was sacrificed to take away the sins of many. Okay, so Jesus was the sacrifice that was given for us. Okay, now if you, if you look at this uh, offering, it says, He dealt with sin by His body. Okay, so um, if you look at Hebrews 10, verse 8, it says, First He said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, Here I am. I have come to do your will. Okay, so Jesus comes and he does the Father's will. He says, He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Okay, so we've been made holy, but how? through the sacrifice okay so not through our striving but by his sacrifice now there is a manifestation of holiness that we experience and for that we we strive to enter the rest which means we hear the gospel we spend time with jesus we receive wisdom we choose life you know all of that but it's not our justification we received a holy identity a holy nature by the blood of Jesus. And as we, our minds are renewed, we start to experience this holiness more and more. Okay. And so, this is powerful. Um, it says here, verse 16, This is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my law in their hearts, and I will write them on, my mind, on their minds. Then he adds, Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. Okay. So, it means that if one sacrifice has been given, then, um, then we don't need to bring more sacrifices trying to be justified. Okay. So, the blood of Jesus justifies us. Faith in that blood justifies us. Okay. So, it says here in verse 22, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Okay, so he says there it's important for us to meet together uh, as the church. Okay, but uh, he says we have boldness, um, you know, having our bodies uh, washed, you know, our, our consciences cleansed, sprinkled with the blood. Okay, so that's the power of the gospel. So we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus that was shed for us and through the veil that was torn, which is his flesh. So his body broken on the cross for us is what opened the way for us to enter into the Holy of Holies, into heaven, the most holy place. Um, it's that his body that was broken for us. 
Second Corinthians 3 says, Whenever the law is read, a veil lies on their hearts and minds, but whenever anyone turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. Okay, so then we, we, our awareness is suddenly not on everything natural. Our awareness is placed on the Spirit of God. And we, it's, it's like Jesus is the door. His body broken for us. His blood shed for us is the way for us to enter into the Holy of Holies. So we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So when we get born again, our spirit man is seated there. But our, um, our bodies and our souls are still, uh, our soul is still learning to live there in awareness. So you can either be aware of everything around you, or you are aware of the glory realm of God. And when you're aware of the glory of God, there's a flow of influence from, from the unseen, from the Spirit of God, from the glory of God, manifesting through us in the, the seen realm around us. Okay, so that's how we see heaven come to earth. And we speak from that place of authority, of sonship, beholding the glory of the Lord. Okay, so I hope this word blessed you. I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray for whoever is listening. I pray that you show them the reality of your body that was broken for us and the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, the blood of Jesus that is powerful, Father, that bought our redemption. Father, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So thank you for that, Father, revealing to us the power of the blood of Jesus. I pray that every conscience will be washed with your blood. I pray for faith in every heart to see Jesus in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for the power of the gospel in Jesus' mighty name. And lastly, if you haven't heard the gospel or if you haven't given your life to Jesus, um, you have an opportunity now. Just open your heart. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive all of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood and make me to be born again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening. I hope this word blessed you. Have an amazing day.